I think it was honestly the lowest point I've ever been in my life was when everything happened. I would come to reality of like, oh my God, I'm living this. Everyone hates me. Everyone thinks I'm this person. The last thing I'd ever want is to hurt people. And I feel like people formed a perception of me that I was disingenuine and that I had other intentions, which was just so not true. They don't know the behind the scenes things. They don't know how edits happen. They only see what is given and they only act off what is given. And I knew so much more. I'm like, how do I explain myself? I just didn't know how to handle it. When life gives you lemons, what do you do with them? Over here at The Squeeze, we We talk talk about about it. it. All right. Welcome back to The Squeeze. You have two Taylor Lautners in a Remington, Virginia. Who has a ball. Yes. Virginia is her middle name, just in case we haven't clarified that before. I don't know where it came from, but when she's in trouble, we just call her Virginia. Well, we have an exciting episode. Oh, frick. I have a mint. This is going to be obnoxious. (laughs) Maybe just keep your mouth away from the mic. Oh, man. Excuse Taylor's ASMR as he um, talks. Ew, stop, 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 stop. (laughs) I did not like that. (laughs) I apologize. For my husband's actions. Oh, man. Um, we have a great episode today. We do. I am so excited about this episode because we have a new friend that we love. Yes, we do. In an interview that we were so excited to do. Well, you guys know this. We are re- reality fans. So we we watch all of the reality of the shows, including Too Hot to Handle, Perfect Match. Um, and while watching the seasons we truly were big fans of georgia you can just tell like her character like those aren't shows typically i feel like we said this too in the episode you'll hear but those aren't shows where you leave going wow that person like seems like an amazing person has a beautiful heart cares about people and every you know season that she was on that's exactly how we felt And then, you know, jumping forward, Georgia over the last year or so has dealt with a lot of... Just having her character questioned. Yeah, a lot of her life has been in the public. Yeah. um, After going on the shows. Um, Relationships, everything. And sometimes those things aren't easy to navigate. And there's a lot of opinions. And I feel like she spent so much time having to defend herself and her character, which is just shocking to us because her character's the one thing that has always stood out to us about Georgia. And we haven't been able to learn just like who Georgia is as a person. Um, And today we dive into that. And yeah, a lot of stuff that she like hasn't talked about publicly, which is really awesome. Uh, We got to dive deep into her upbringing, um, she was raised by a single mother with bipolar disorder. Uh, so we got to kind of dive into that and how that was for her navigating that throughout her childhood with her sisters um, and what their relationship is now. Um, she's also a midwife. Like she literally births babies. Yeah. Which is crazy. And that's what she was doing when she got the call yeah. for Too Hot to Handle. And after filming season one or whatever season she was on of Too Hot to Handle, she went back to being a midwife and birthing babies. Yeah. And she's very passionate about it and wants to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we loved our time with her. And since we've gotten to hang out with her a few times and she's 
just she's just been lovely and um we're honored to have her here as a guest and now lucky to call her a friend yeah and we are excited for you all listening and watching to get to know the real georgia a little more so let's dive in georgia hi thank you for being with us on the squeeze oh my gosh thanks for having me i'm so excited to be here i like big fan of you guys so i'm really happy to be here we are oh my gosh big fans of yours ditto 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 so sweet we start each episode with a segment called citrus got real love it Inside of this beautiful glass jar, Mm. we have some very random questions. So if you wouldn't mind, could you pull a question? This is scary. Okay. If you can reach it. Drum roll. (laughs) I'm scared. I'm too. It's midnight. What are you grabbing as your snack? Oh, boy. Okay. The options are endless. Okay. Honestly, my favorite snack at the moment, and I've been like indulging in these way too much, but they're this specific kind of like chip from, we call them chips in Australia. I don't know if you call them crisps here or something, but it's like a rolled corn chip and it's spicy. Oh yeah. And they're from Sprouts. Like a Taki? Yes. It's like a Taki, but a different version. And I'm obsessed with them. Probably a healthy version. Yeah. It's like healthier. Healthy because of Sprouts. But it doesn't taste healthy. Like it tastes too good to be healthy. Oh wow. If I wake up and think about those, I'm going... And I'm eating the whole packet in the middle of the night. So definitely them. I've got so many people hooked on them as well. Like everyone that tries them loves them. So definitely them. They're really spicy. Like I'll have like three or four and then I'll need a breather and then I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) Just when I want it midnight. (laughs) Just when I'm craving at midnight, my mouth to be on fire. Uh, Oh my gosh. What would you say? I don't know. My first. Your Hawaiian rolls recently. Wait, what's a Hawaiian roll? It's that thing I was eating downstairs. I was literally oh, just eating it. Um, is it like a bun? It's just yeah. like a, it's a little, it's like a, that's not, I mean, it is kind of sweet, but it's like, it's in an orange, like, it's literally called a Hawaiian roll. It's in like an orange plastic and they're like little, just like little rolls and you just put a little butter. So they're sweet? Yeah. They're not like, Do but they have it's like, not like cheese a, on them? You can put cheese. I just put butter. But I've it's not like a it. it's not like a dessert like sweet. It's like the bread oh. is just like a little sweeter. Yeah. Well, I need to try Hawaiian roll. roll I would give this. you one, but I did eat the last one downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I realized oh, that. I, so yeah, either that or the kettle ranch chips. Wait. Have yeah. you tried those? No, but I'm obsessed with ranch. I've never tried it. We oh. don't have it in Australia and I came here and I tried it at Wingstop and you I don't literally have dream about ranch? it. No. Like no one has ranch. We have like one kind of dressing that you can put on salads that's like a pre-made ranch, but it's nothing the oh, same. Like what? the the ranch that I had at Wingstop. I, I have to actually add this dream to my about notes. it. Like I literally I order the big thing and just like eat it <laughs> on everything. Like it's crazy good. I've never experienced that is ranch. crazy. I don't even like wow. sauce. I'm not a sauce person, but ranch is like different. So I'm sure I would love those chips. Is are Australians like sauce? I was going to say saucy people. Are they saucy? Yeah, people? I'm just not. I okay. like my foods dry. Okay. okay. It's very weird. I was Said talking to someone no about one. this like last night. <laughs> my <laughs> friend last night was like, I think you're like 
get out of my house. <laughs> I love my food dry. dry. Like, <laughs> so I don't funny. like sauce. Yeah, but ranch is good. You should try making like a homemade ranch. It's so fun to make and it is even, delicious. How do you even begin to make that? Like yeah. what's in it? See, I used to know this because I used to do it and I've kind of forgotten, but I know it's like... Why haven't you done it? <laughs> because I forgot. Subtle roast. But it's like... <sighs> it is... I mean, there's got to be mayo, right? See, that's no, I where, think it's. I, I think, think the is. homemade one is like the way my mom does, like a homemade ranch is like sour cream with the packets. Oh, See, sour, that's what I like. I yeah. don't. I don't cheat with packets, though. <laughs> I I <laughs> would like season. it was like sour cream <laughs> and lime juice wow. and um like cut up onion, uh, green Shall- onion, shallots, shallots, shallots. Um and like pepper and wow I don't know really I gotta find my recipe. Anyways, yeah, I really want to try that. To be honest, I'm gonna make it. Yeah, but just, I don't even know what is in ranch. Like, it's not mayonnaise, is it? Because I don't like mayonnaise. That I would ruin it for me. I don't think it's mayonnaise. I think it was sour cream. Okay, I was thinking cool. of. That's why yeah. I love it. Then dill, yeah. dill is like oh dill, thing. dill, oh, dill. I don't um, think it was shallots. I think it was dill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying Australian slang. This <laughs> to be clear for everybody listening and watching, um, we were chatting beforehand on Australian, you know, slang terms. Mm-hmm. And one of them that came up was shallots, which to us here is a chive or a green onion. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I think so. Or the shallots to us are like the long green ones yeah. that you cut. Okay. Okay. I don't know what that is to you guys. <laughs> that forever will be a shallot for me now. Oh, I had th- I have them sitting in a glass in the kitchen. You do? Yeah. Oh, you can grow them we in grow water. Them. Yep. Wow. Water. <laughs> the way I said that was so Australian. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. Should we yeah. get to the episode? Yeah. <laughs> this citrus got real taking too long. <laughs> I was, it, that was actually a really good question. Yeah, it I'm was. also just a little hungry, so that's same. That's why that one was a good question. Okay. Was, yeah. Well, let's chat and then go eat. Thinking about my ranch chips. <laughs> so something, as you guys know, that has been a huge part of my mental health journey, Taylor's mental health journey, journeys as individuals and as a couple has been therapy. Amen. And that is why I am so excited to share our next sponsor with you guys, which is Cerebral. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support, 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. I love that Cerebral is 100% online because that means you have no excuse. You have to go. Yeah. Like there's no, oh, I don't have time to go drive. It's too long of a drive. No, you can do it on your lunch break. You can do it before work, after work. And it's honestly just, it's convenient. Yeah. It's convenient and they have great therapists. Yeah. And it's, it'll just keep you accountable too. So we... Highly, highly encourage that you guys check out Cerebral because therapy is just done wonders for us. And we know it'll do the same for you. To get started on your path towards better mental health, Cerebral is giving our listeners 15% off their first month of online therapy, mm-hmm. medication, or both. Get started at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code The Squeeze to make 2024 
your best year yet. That's Cerebral, C-E-R-E-B-R-A-L.com slash podcast and use code the squeeze. Offer is only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. See site for details. Get going on that therapy. We are so excited to have you on today. One, because we're excited to get to know you um, because we love you already. But we're excited just to like give you a space to let the world like share with the world who you are Mm -hmm. because you haven't been able to do that recently. You've had to just like talk about other things and like haven't been able to, you know, like share who Georgia is, like what makes you you. Um, And so we're really excited to like get to do that with you today. We are. We're and we're honored that um you are willing to talk about some things that you haven't really publicly before mm. so that's um we feel very lucky and yeah i mean we've we were just we were such big fans of yours um while you know watching a couple of these shows because of just who you are as a person like your your character just shines brighter than anything else and anybody else i'll just say that um you just you stand out you stick out um just like this bright light of just joy and love and uh yeah we just want to know where all that comes from that was so sweet <laughs> like for you guys to say you're fans of me is like crazy <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> so. like, i need to take a moment <laughs> no, but thank you we're not really just saying nice. it too like when we watch the your season of Too Hot to Handle, we like literally like, oh my gosh, we love her. Like, it's just so evident. You can just like tell your character and, you know, that you like care for others, you know, Mm. and like don't want to hurt people. Like it just, it was very evident to us. And I feel like you only get like a glimpse of people. I mean, obviously not everything you see on TV is real, but. And that's a strange takeaway. Yeah. From From the type of show that it is. You typically don't watch Too Hot to Handle and whatever the other one is that we did yeah. watch. Um, Perfect match. Wasn't it? Perfect match. Perfect match. Yeah. We did watch, watch it. I don't know. We watched it. Loved it. Um, but I, I, yeah, a typical takeaway isn't like, wow, yeah. that person like really cares about other people. Um, and like, I want to be friends with that person. Oh, like, that's so nice. Yeah. it's So it just speaks towards your character. That's really sweet. Like honestly, for you to have seen that makes me so happy because for such a long time, I was like, you know, people are going to misunderstand you. Like, they're, they're not, not everyone's going to see who you are on yeah. reality TV. Yeah. And it's also, like, difficult to show that all the time because mm-hmm. you're in a, like, very unnatural environment with people you don't know. You're away from your family. Like, emotions are high. Yeah. So, the fact that people see, like, that about me, like, means so much because, I don't know, I just feel like people can get the wrong idea and... You don't necessarily see that about people on reality TV. It's not meant for that. It's meant for drama and it's meant for, you know, anything but that. So that really means a lot. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. It is meant for drama. But we thought it'd be fun to start with something that you haven't talked about. Yeah. um, Your childhood, which I think is so fun that, you know, we're getting to like learn about you right now um, and that the world gets to because it's so special. Um, But you didn't have, you know, like the easiest of mm. childhood growing up mm-hmm. experiences um you were raised by a single mother mm-hmm. who had bipolar disorder mm-hmm. what was that like how did her um how did her like mental diagnosis kind of affect you i mean like i 
didn't notice it as being out of the ordinary when I was growing up because it's all I really knew. It's normal. Yeah, because I was just so in it. I didn't really see like a difference. But now that I'm a lot older, I see like there was like a lot of moments of my childhood that weren't necessarily normal. Like she's an amazing mom. We're so close. Like Mm. she's the best. She's like everything to me. But she did struggle a lot when we were younger. And um, I have three sisters. There's four girls. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a lot for her. She worked really hard. She also had, yeah, bipolar that was very active when we were young. Um, So there was just like a lot of moments where she would have high highs and low lows. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know that those things, I didn't know that that was a a thing. I just kind of thought that that's who she was. But she did struggle a lot um, with things like gambling and um, she would drink as well when she would gamble because they go hand in hand with bipolar. Like they have very, people with bipolar have um, very addictive personalities. So she struggled a lot with that, which would impact us a lot because there would be times where she would, you know, go and stay out all night and gamble and, you know, do things like spend a lot of money and then come home and be really upset about it the next day. And I would remember as a kid seeing her so down and like, how can I help? Like, what can I do? Like, I just always feel like I wanted to help her, but I didn't know how. I think it also shaped me in a lot of ways today, which I'm realizing recently, like in relationships and how I handle emotions and things, I'm extremely sensitive to people's emotions. Mm. And I think that's because when I was young, I had to really gauge her where she was at. Mm. So I would know when she would walk into a room, is she upset? Is she happy? What's going on without her speaking? Because I was always just like gauging that unknowingly. So I feel like now that I'm older, I meet people and in relationships, I'm always trying to read them harder than I should. And I think that affects me a lot because I'm hypersensitive. If I notice someone shift a little and it could have nothing to do with me, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Like, have I upset you? So I'm really like trying to work on that, knowing that and not letting it affect me and my friendships and not trying to read into everything because sometimes it can just be like anxiety. It's not exactly how the situation is. I'm just trying to understand it because I was that's what I did when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, growing up, she honestly, she was amazing. My dad's amazing as well. He just lived in another state and he worked in Sydney. I was from Queensland. We would go back and forth to see him on school holidays and things. But my mom like mainly raised me and my other sisters. And um, yeah, it was, it was not always easy, but we, we are such a close family. Yeah. Me and my sisters like speak every day like my two Mm. older sisters have kids now and I'm so involved in their life like we're really close family and I think like everything that happened in our childhood and everything we went through it adds so much character to our family like anyone that meets my mom or my sisters is like they're amazing and Mm. I'm like I know I'm so lucky like they're (laughs) really we're really close um but yeah she she's in a really good spot now yeah She was never medicated for bipolar when I was growing up. She had a lot of fear surrounding Mm. medication because there's a lot more with that. But her mother was misdiagnosed with mental illness and Mm. she was given prescription medication that actually made her mental illness worse. And it ended up leading to her overdosing. So my mom's terrified of prescription medication. So even though she was told she needed it, she never wanted it. So she would self-manage, but didn't really know how to manage it. 
Yeah. I think with age, it's just become like so much. It's not even a thing for her anymore. She has like moments where she'll be a little bit depressed and down for a few days, but the highs and lows aren't so up and down anymore. They're more like, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot. She's a lot different. She doesn't gamble anymore. Mm. She's um, we're a Christian family, so she's very like in touch with God, and she um, yeah, she she goes to church a lot. She doesn't drink like she used to and I think she's just she's amazing she's doing great but yeah it was really difficult when we grew up wow for her but yeah she's shout amazing out, shout out mom go yeah mom. shout out mom <laughs> go mom her name's Suzanne Suzanne <laughs> shout out Suzanne she hates you, that Suzanne. name she's gonna be like why did you say that yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh she sounds like an angel was there ever a period because I know like it's so awesome to hear you know that one like mm. you and your sisters are close that too like you and your mom are close three mm. all of you are close was there like a period of time because i know a lot of people struggle with when they have a parent that is struggling with something yeah. like was there like a point in time where you you were like mommy need to get it together or yeah. were you like you know did you like resent her for a little like have yeah. a wall up and like need to do work for yourself was there like any of that or like a turning point to yeah. get to like the stable point of like, where you guys are now I think the hardest part for me was when I was like in that teenage phase where you care about what people think yeah. and you're like, you want to come to school and be the cool kid. And like, I think because she wasn't in her best place, there would be things that were like just missed or I would be late to school or I would be like, I just felt like I didn't fit in as much because my life was a little bit chaotic and mm -hmm. people around me seem to have it so together. Like what I've realized with age is that no one's family is as perfect as you think. Yeah. But when you're in a, like an, a situation where your family, it just feels so relevant to you that you're like not completely normal. Yeah. It's heightened and you just feel like a little bit like you stick out a little for the wrong reasons. But I think, yeah, when I went through like teenage years was the hardest time. I just felt like I didn't have all the cool things that my friends had. I lived quite far away. Like, I don't know, my mum, she did the best that she could for us, but I had friends that were like, you know, when they turned 16, they'd get a car or they'd do this or their mum had trust funds for them. And I was just like, why am I not normal? Why does <laughs> yeah. my mum not have this? But I don't care about any of that. Like, it's just when you're young, you're yeah. like, I, why am I not cool? Yeah. But I think... um. That would have been the hardest time. I think we had years where we weren't super close. I resented her a lot. I didn't say how I felt, but I'd like bottle up my emotions and I'd yeah. be like, you're making me angry. Like, yeah. but I would just keep it in. So we'd fight a lot. We're very like open with each other now. If I, if she's annoying me or I'm annoying her, she'll just say it. And we're like, <laughs> all right, I'm taking time. I'm going to hang out with my friends. Like, bye. I think also because I live overseas now every conversation we have we're like i miss you i love you like yeah. i don't see it all the time when yeah. you're living with your mom when you're younger like it's yeah. like things are so much more intense yeah and you move out and like different. i love my mom yeah <laughs> yeah for sure so now i'm like it's all good but when i was younger yeah definitely teenage years i was yeah. like i resented her a yeah. little it's like you're annoying <laughs> yeah now I'm like, I love you. Suzanne. Suzanne. <laughs> we love you, Suzanne. <laughs> Were you, are you the youngest or you're the third? I'm the third. You're the third. Yeah, I have okay. a younger sister. She's a terror. She okay. was crazy when I was growing up. Okay. She's, she's, um. Bogan? She, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my God, she's going to love that. 
Savannah's bogan. She was bogan when we were growing up. Okay. She was just a, like a wild card kid, but she's like really straightened herself out. She's a dental assistant. Ooh, go. She's got a fiance, two Ooh. cats. Really normal now. <laughs> she's Dang. a full 180. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Go, go. Get a girl. <laughs> Love it. I have a question yep. that I've been dying to <laughs> oh, ask you about. We've already touched on it before. Okay. A lot of people know <laughs> you. What? <laughs> You've been waiting to say this, so I'm just laughing already. <laughs> a lot of people know you from reality TV. Yeah. Some other people know you from birthing their children. <laughs> you used to be a midwife. Yeah. I learned this and was shook it. Oh my gosh. This it's is weird. so crazy to me. So when did you do that? How did you get How about, into it? Wait, for what? those who, yes. And also for those who aren't listening, explain what a midwife or don't know what a midwife is. Please, please share. Okay. Me or her? <laughs> no, her. Oh, I, I was like, her. I don't know. Like, she she pulls a baby out of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh my gosh so I yeah a midwife in Australia we call it midwife I think you call it labor and delivery nurse yeah but it would be um the person who assists in pregnancy labor and birth and you're in the hospital in the hospital yeah okay. so we provide antenatal care birthing care postnatal care it's really cool I get to like follow women from the moment they find out they're pregnant all the way through they have their baby and after it's really fun but no one knows that about me, really. Like, people find out and they're like, no, you're lying. I'm like, yeah. I did it for years. Like, I was so passionate about it. And I'll definitely do it again And one is it day. true that you went back to doing it after you had filmed the yes. first uh, season? Yes. So, there was like a whole year after we filmed that they're like, oh, yeah, like, it'll be a while before it comes out. Go back to your normal lives. I went back to working in a hospital and I was just like delivering babies like nothing happened like I just lived this like fever dream and I didn't know if it was ever gonna come out <laughs> like I don't know what I didn't know if it would ever come out like you think for that amount of time you're like maybe it's just not yeah. gonna be a thing right yeah so I just went back to complete normal life and wow. then one day it was about to come out and I've flown to the UK and Jeez. now I'm here <laughs> it's so random from the glamorous I, I, island right back into <laughs> <laughs> right back in the catching babies. What we do have midwives here, but they're less like you can have them in the hospital, but they're not like as involved. Like, okay. like my best friend who's a labor and delivery nurse, she's just like there with the mom, like when they're giving birth. She's not like oh. throughout the whole process. Yeah. So oh. we do have midwives, but a majority, I, it's becoming more of a thing now, especially For with sure. like home births and wow, stuff too. Yeah. They're definitely like humor, but throughout the process. Yeah. 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 Because like midwives Mars, are so much more involved. Mars just there when Mars just it's there. Time to pop Marissa up. is my best friend. Uh, oh. Yeah, so they're just they work like at the hospital and they just meet the mom when they come in to like oh, okay. give birth. So they're like associated, you know, like with yeah. just the hospital but mi midwives for us. No, they are midwives. I, yeah, but oh. but we have them, but aren't they're not at the hospital for mm, not unless you have them. You wouldn't show up and like mm. there would be a midwife there. Uh -huh. Like you would you would personally like find a midwife oh, and they so would be with you. Okay. So our like system is that there's midwives at the hospital. So if you're a wow. woman and you find out you're pregnant, you start your like antenatal appointments at the hospital. You get like assigned a midwife and oh, she'll wow. more than likely see you. They like 
to do like continuity of care. So you'll see as much of the same midwife as possible. Obviously, like life interferes and they can't always be the same. Yeah. But they like you to see the same person so you feel comfortable because it's like yeah. they want someone to know you. So yeah. it's the safest like. Do you view. have like OBs there? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Like you mean like a, like a doctor? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they'll like in a normal situation where I'm in a room with a woman, they would step in if there's any form of like intervention care needed or if the baby's going like the mom's going to have a cesarean just any situation that deviates from normal yeah Yeah. but if it's a normal situation of like the woman's coming in just having a vaginal birth she won't need one of those at all it'll just be midwife midwives in the room me with her delivering the baby and then all all good wow yeah okay so i have to know Oof, what is my question here? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I'm so fascinated by this. Um, yeah. Would you say you've seen some pretty nasty things? I have, yeah. In my like mind, I'm just like so amazed all the time. I'm like, I can't believe human bodies can do this, but there are some situations that are really scary. I'm not going to lie. Makes okay. me like scared. Yeah. But I also know so much through what I've learned to reduce that outcome. Yeah. And I think not everyone has that kind of knowledge. I feel like people really trust people in the medical field. They're like, you know, I don't trust myself. You tell me what I need to do. And they just kind of like walk in and they get things done to them that they don't need to have. They don't stay at home as long as they need. And it just like little things factor into an outcome that's not as favorable. Yeah. But I think I'm not scared because... I just know my body was made for this and I'm also a very confident in what I've learned in how to reduce anything like that happening. But there are going to be times that you just can't. Yeah. That's just life. But I don't want to let that scare me because I think it's such a beautiful thing. Like it yeah. really is to be able to give birth. Like I'm so like honored to have that experience one day. Like it's oh going to be gosh. really cool. But yeah, I've seen some things that are pretty scarring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seeing a normal one was enough to do me over. I love a normal birth. I'm just like in awe. Like, I'll just (laughs) cry. No. (laughs) I'll just cry. so bad, but I'm like. (laughs) like, are you okay? Like, the dad's not crying. The mum's not crying. But I'm just You're so emotional. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, I need a minute. (laughs) I just love it every time. Like, it's so cool. I would love to see, like, the two of us next to each other watching a birth. And you're crying. And I'm like. like, like, (laughs) You're just like gagging. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Some people just, yeah. But some people just can't. They just don't like seeing that. I'm fine with happy pain. Like that's a happy pain, right? (laughs) I can't do. Let's take a look at it. I can't do. Yeah. So I'm fine with happy blood, happy pain, because I know there's good good outcome from this situation. But if it's something like else that's not a happy pain, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to ever see someone in a pain that's like not for a good reason. Yeah. I used to want justified in my head. That's a good, that's a good way to do it. I used to want like five kids because I'm an only child and I used to like want a really big family. And then after I watched my first um, vaginal birth, I said, nope. I literally, I went home and I said, honey, we're going to wait to have kids until I forget what that looked like because I'm not, I am not. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't see that yet. Oh, see, I'm so excited for that. I know that's so weird, but I've always wanted babies. Like from when I was like, a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be a mom. Like, yeah. I'm so excited. No, no, nothing about it's like, 
scares me. I'm literally like, I can't wait. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I've That's seen awesome. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Stuff that would scare you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll call you when, I, when I'm Yeah, call me, please. I'd love pregnant. To. I'm <laughs> getting like, out. Feeling your belly, like telling you to live the baby. Oh, like, yeah. I'll do it all. I, I'm going to need all the help I can get. <laughs> um, let's talk about two out to handle. Oh. Yeah. How, how did that like come, like, how did that come to be? Like, where did that even come from what were you doing did you like audition did you call like what it's so random because they actually reached out to me and I think people can audition I don't know but I was working in a hospital just recently gone through a breakup probably a few months before but I was like I'm just never gonna meet anyone in my hometown like I just know everyone here it's quite small just focus on my like working and they reached out and I literally thought it was like fake. The yeah, account that they reached out to me from was so random. Wow. It was like blown out pixelated photos of like this casting page that just looked so stupid. Like someone had like word arted it together and I was like, this is not real. So I ignored it. But it was like, we were like, we're looking for like single people to go on this like um, experience, like from all over the world to meet. And like, apparently it was like, we're going to be on a big yacht. Oh, right. And because the whole setup. cruising around, yeah, cruising around islands and just having fun. And I thought that sounds fun, but it doesn't look real. So I ignored it for like a month or something. And I had this like social media manager at the, the time because I did a little bit of stuff with Instagram. Like here and there, I worked with Instagram. I had like 50,000 followers um, that I just accumulated from traveling. People just like to see me traveling and things. But, um, she actually reached out to me and was like, hey, this this, like, this like, company is like trying to get in contact with you for a TV show. I think it's like a good opportunity. I was like, no, no, I've seen that. It's not. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's real. It's not real. I've done the research. She goes, no, I think it is real. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. And they're like, you should like do the quick questionnaire. They had like five questions they wanted me to answer. So I answered them. They That's called it? me literally like straight away. Oh my gosh. Five questions. And they called <laughs> me straight away and they were like, are you related to Margot Robbie? And I was like, no, I don't look anything like her. They're like, are you sure? Like, I feel like you guys could be cousins or something. I was like, no, no, we're not. And they just, kept, they couldn't get over that idea. But they also were just like, we want an Australian on the show. It'll be a really good thing. Like, if you would do it, I think you need to understand it's a big platform and I'm like what does that mean <laughs> what is that <laughs> I can't say it was like very secretive but I was like I think I'm picking up what you're putting down but I'm not sure <laughs> and I just kind of like went with it and I was like I remember getting there so weird it happened so fast I left it up to like fate I was like if this is gonna be good for me let it just work out so easy yeah. if it's not then let it be difficult that's how I left it yeah and I remember like it was just so easy. We had that one phone call and they're like, okay, we want to fly you out this day. And I was like, it's like three days away. Like, what is going on? Wow. And they everything just aligned and everything went perfect. I flew out to Turks and Caicos for this. Okay. And I had to do this like self-quarantine thing for like two weeks with a lady. And in that period, I was literally like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, she couldn't tell me anything. Like, they would they disabled like the internet. I couldn't use my phone. I'm sitting in a house with a random lady that I've never met. And I was like, what if I'm being like kidnapped right now? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. But I'm so spontaneous. So I just like went with it and I was like, surely I'm fine. Like, Jeez. I knew it was a legit process, but I also had that element of doubt. Like, is this a really wild thing to do? Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But anyway, two weeks went by. 
and I went into the experience. I remember when it started, they didn't tell us we were on tour to handle. I had no idea. Um, I actually tried to quiz the woman that I was living with for two weeks. I was like, have you seen that show? It's really weird, isn't it? She's like, no, that looks stupid. I wouldn't watch that. She like fully knew I was going on that wow. show. And I was like, damn, like it's not that. So what could it be? Like, wow. Yeah, because it's the only show like that has people from all over the world. So I was yeah. like, I have a, a feeling it could be that. And they're trying to pretend it's not. Mm. But she hit it so well. But I went in and. um. Oh, wow. They made us like where they wore merchandise for another show and everything. They made us like cheers to another name. Like we had no idea. Jeez. I didn't anyway. Maybe other people did, but I was like, what am I on right now? This could be the weirdest situation. Like I could be so embarrassed. But then we found out like two days in and I was like, this is crazy. Like I know this show is huge. Like this is really scary. What season were you on? I was on three. And you had seen it before? I'd seen season one. Season two was filmed right before ours. Okay. And it didn't air till like six months after we filmed. So we didn't see the same house or anything. People were like, how could you not know you're in the same house? Like they were filmed back to back. And then season two Uh, came out six months later and ours came six months after that. Okay. So like we didn't see. I didn't. It was total different house to season one, total different location. Like we had no idea. I was just like, where am I? Oh, wow. That's smart on Netflix. Yeah. They do it every time. Like, I think they just change it up so like no one knows for that surprise factor. But I feel like it's hard to maintain the show now because it's to a point where it's like people know what the element of the show is. Like, yeah, people know how to work that. You have to. Yeah. I was going to ask you you that because I would imagine that like now because of how big the show is and how many seasons there's been, like people got it. If they don't know, Mm -hmm. then- they have an idea. Mm-hmm. Like, th- they and would they wonder. And then they've seen previous ones. They know the ones that were the most, you know, crazy in the beginning. And then they calm down in the end, have the best chance of going yeah. a certain way. So, like, they do little things to yeah. do that kind of mold. Play it. So, I think they're, for the next season, they're changing things up a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard that they're making it, like, open to the public and they're changing, like, the concept of the show. I think that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Because it becomes too, like, Love Island something you can keep continuing. Yeah. To it to handle. It was like, it's got that surprise factor. So it needs yeah. to like change it. You need the shock. Yeah. But yeah. It was really cool. Like, it was a really fun experience. I had the best time. Made so many friends. Like, I still talk to most of them today. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's so awesome. It's really cool. So you, you filmed that. Was that in 2021? Oh. I don't a, remember. A couple years ago. I think though? it was 2021. Okay. Like two and a half years ago. Maybe it was 2020, 2021. Okay. And yeah. then when did you when did you move to the states? So after that, I actually moved to the UK because oh. I became really close with a girl on there named Olga. Got along so well. I moved there and like just kind of lived there with her for a little while because I wanted to be close with the people from the show. Yeah. Then I had Netflix reach out and ask me to do the next show. Okay. So it was like okay. three weeks after my show had came, like the first one came out. Oh, they were wow. like, okay, we want you to film this next one. That's like right now. Wow. Oh yeah, because like, there was another long, <laughs> yeah, period whole, from. Yeah. Why do they do this? From filming that one to when it uh-huh. came out. Jeez. A whole nother year. So, I uh, yeah, three weeks in, they were like, okay, we're gonna fly you to this other show, but you can't have your phone or anything. And I'm like. I can't even like talk to people who are going to think I'm like so rude. Like my show's just come out. Like my accounts are like blowing up. I was like, I, I want to like say thank you and like talk to people. And like, I didn't even have that. I they just took my phone and for like wow. weeks. I was like, 
people are going to hate me. They're going to think I'm so rude. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. I just went on TV and I like ghosted everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so then, yeah, it was like back to back. So then after that, did you come out here or did you go? Oh, what, so what did that I, time look like? Yeah. After that, I shot the show in Panama. I went straight from Panama to the US. Okay. And then I just kind of like loved it and stayed. Just yeah. kept flying back and forth from Australia to the US. Like, got a visa. Now I can be there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Be here oh all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. When but you yeah. first moved, like, you're moving to a new country with no family, correct? Yeah. Was that was that difficult? And was it difficult to find, like, a network and, you know, friend group yeah. and just people you can trust? So hard. I feel like um, I love my family. I'm so close with them. So being away from them is really hard. I'm really good, though, with living overseas in that aspect. I can, like, I don't, like, let it get to me too much. I know whenever I need to go home, I can just do that. Yeah. So I, I keep in good contact with them and I'm like, you know, that's okay. I think the friend aspect is a little more difficult because um, I always have my family, but the friend thing is a little harder, especially in like LA and um, I don't know, going from a TV show and I'm super naive. Like I'm very naive. Like I know I am. I'm from a completely different world, like being a midwife and having no idea what this world is like and going on a TV show and it just overnight being a big thing going on another one and then trying to make friends in an area where people have seen that show and like I'm very naive so I think everyone's my friend and everyone loves me and I'm like they don't love me <laughs> they hate me <laughs> so it's hard I've yeah. finally found like a good circle of people that I'm like I love you guys and they're like I can trust them and I tell them everything and yeah I feel like they really have my back but in the beginning I was like I don't have any friends yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Everyone hard is mean. <laughs> that's hard to do especially yeah. like here you I know, know. And especially it's, it's so here yeah like, and it's hard when you're like Australian as well I'm like everyone in Australia is so friendly yeah <laughs> they're just so transparent too like I'll meet someone in an Uber and I'll ask him how his life's going and he'll tell me everything about it how many kids he has like what's his what's his day like and I'll get out of the car and we're like best friends yeah <laughs> like he was so lovely here it's like I'm very like that. And people are like, is there something wrong with that girl? I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> she's too, like, she's too open. <laughs> but it's just how I am. So I like overshare and it gets me into situations where I'm like, you need to not tell everyone everything about your life. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so I'm gosh. still finding that balance. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, it's better to be, I think, I think it's better to be more open than yeah. close. more closed off. Good. I'll yeah. tell myself that then. How was it? I mean, it's like, still today, but you know, that adjustment from being a midwife in Australia to like having like the world know you and, you know, social media blowing up and your mm -hmm. phone probably blowing up. I mean, even though you only had it for a little bit, but after you finished filming the second show, like, was it hard to navigate that? Or what was like that first like few weeks of you like having that, you know, sudden fame? Like, I think it was so unexpected because I obviously waited for a whole year and I was like, a midwife before it. I was just not expecting things to go that way. I also had like moments where I just thought this show is never going to air. Like no one's going to see it because it took so long. Yeah. So when it did, I remember like a few days after it came out, my everything was just blowing up. Like I had, I think I hit like 400,000 followers in like four days. And I was like, this is wild. Like yeah. how many people are even watching this? Like it was so many things to like come to terms with. And I was like, super nervous for like just like the sudden overnight like 
everyone knowing me kind of thing. I was like, I don't want to let anyone down. I want to like be the best that I can be for everyone. I want to, you know, I want to be a positive influence. Like I felt like a lot of pressure, but I think, you know, it was, it's amazing. Like I think a lot of people from that first show really just saw me for who I am. And I was like, I'm so lucky, almost too lucky because then when other things happened down the track, people were like, and people weren't as nice. I feel like it was so hard for me because I was like, everyone was so lovely to me. Like, yeah. what's going on? What's wrong with me now? So I think, yeah, I was too lucky. But the transition, I'm like very, I'm a realist. Like I can, I can come to terms with things pretty easily. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm from the small town and I was a midwife my whole life. And like what I always wanted to do was be a midwife. And now I'm in this path, but I feel like I'm meant to be here right now. And if I'm not, I'll go back to being a midwife. Like I've never, there's never put, I've never put pressure on it. I think that's why I've been so okay with it because it was a great opportunity, but I always knew if it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to, I'd go back to being a midwife and I'd be happy because I love yeah. doing that anyway. Like, yeah, it's not like I would lose anything. Yeah. I'm just trying this experience out. If it works, it works. So I feel like when you're like that in that headspace, it, not much can affect you because you don't put everything on it. I know people that put everything on it and it just opens up a lot for like disappointment. Yeah. You actually can't say what's going to happen. You could be like the star of that show and then two months later, no one cares about you. And then what? Yeah. You've yeah. planned this whole year. Like I'm going to have this crazy career from it. Yeah. Might not happen. So yeah. I think I just didn't put pressure on it and it's just been really fun like I've enjoyed it I've met so many people that I just never imagined meeting like you too <laughs> I just can't imagine meeting you guys before this <laughs> oh but gosh. like yeah I don't know it's been amazing mm-hmm. I think I transitioned pretty well too yeah, yeah. it's a great outlook. yeah it seems like it you, like talking with you like I feel like you still feel like you know like the small town like just yeah. like a normal yeah. like person that you know doesn't give you know, the spotlight and everything, the over attention, Yes, you know, yeah, doesn't I mean, like over amplify it, but that's such a nice way to like live like your yeah. life, like not putting so much pressure on yeah. it and being like, I'm going to enjoy this. And mm-hmm. you know, when this like stops like working out or when yeah. I feel like it or don't want, don't want to do this anymore, I can go back to like being a midwife, like having that just like, and being totally fine, like with that yeah. Yeah. is really awesome. I feel like it speaks volumes. It's it's dangerous when it's not that way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've always like seen and known as well. And I like, they said to me when I went on the show, they were like, they couldn't believe I was a midwife. They're like, so you have like a whole career outside of this. I was (laughs) like, yeah. They're like, that's so good because like now you just can't be let down. Like if if anything doesn't work, you just go back to that. And I was like, yeah, and I'll be happy to. They're like, what is going on? Like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because a lot of people like seek those things. Yeah for a career yeah so i think because i didn't i just can enjoy it and whatever happens happens and i'm fine for sure i love that i want to talk about the first time there was some false things said you know about you and about some circumstances um and if that that first time that you kind of like felt like the world was crumbling, the world like hated you. That time period, mm-hmm. um, what was that like? Because I feel like for anyone that time period, like mm-hmm. that 
is really hard to do when like the world of social media, especially like reality TV fans, I feel like they're ruthless. I am one of them, but on social media, they can be (laughs) ruthless. I'm not one of those people. But when you're not raised in, you know, in the spotlight, it's different. And and when you care, it seems like you're this person, I'm this person, when you care so much about what people People think think and like not wanting to let other people down. Yeah. So I'm sure that makes it even more difficult. It was really hard. Like Mm -hmm. I remember when everything kind of, because we filmed Perfect Match, I thought, you know, it'd been a year, everyone was on good terms. I'd seen everyone at events prior to the show releasing. No one had issues with me. We're all really calm and chill and happy and excited for the show to come out. And I was like, going to be so cool like what could go wrong like I knew this is kind of like naive to say but I I knew because I I had won the show that you know it's not going to be a bad thing it can't go like too bad how bad could it go you know so I I just thought you know it's going to be fun and I'm excited for people to see it and then after I was kind of like what is going on I think like what I didn't factor in is that there are some people that just want certain things from experiences they want you know they want a character some want to be a victim some want to be this some want to be that I can't change how people perceive things but knowing that I handle things like a right way and then having to having me made feel like I'm this kind of person that I'm not was so hard for me I hate being misunderstood it's my worst thing mm-hmm. I am so transparent with everyone I'm the exact same way with anyone I meet, some guy on the street that I'd meet with my friends. I treat everyone the same. And I hate when people get the wrong idea about me. That last thing I'd ever want is to hurt people. And I feel like people formed a perception of me that I was disingenuine and that I had other intentions, which was just so not true. And it really, really hurt me. Like, I think it was a really hard situation to explain because people also don't know timelines on production they don't know the behind the scenes things they don't know how edits happen they don't know what things are changed from what actually happened in the situation yeah they only see what is given and they only act off what is given and I knew so much more and I just didn't know how to tell anyone that I'm like how do I explain myself like what do I do I think it was honestly the lowest point I've ever been in my life was when everything happened and um, I just didn't know how to handle it. I was, for the first, I was not sleeping. I was having panic attacks, which I've never had in my life. Like mm-hmm. I'd never had one before. Wow. I would wake up and feel na- like nauseous like and run to the bathroom and be sick because wow. I just couldn't, I would come to reality of like, oh my God, I'm living this. Like everyone hates me. Everyone thinks I'm this person. Mm. I could not handle it. Like it was so hard for me. I didn't leave the house for a while. I wouldn't go to events. I, my boyfriend at the time would take my phone away from me so I wouldn't look at things because I would scroll through TikTok and it would just be all this misinformation about me. And I was like, I can't believe people are watching that. And they think it's real and they think that I'm Mm -hmm. capable of being this person because I'm so not. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I just feel like that taught me a lot. Um, It actually, now I'm so happy it happened Mm -hmm. because now I feel like I've grown so much as a person from that. I needed that. I was way too 
thin-skinned. I mm. needed like some thickness to me now. I feel like not much could affect me now about what people think. But back then, oh. the slightest thing would affect me and it would derail my whole day. If I see something now, I laugh at it. Be like, Those, these people don't know me. Like, that's yeah. fine. But back then I was like, I care. I care so much. Like I still... I still care. Like if I saw something, I would try and laugh it off, but I'd be like, that's annoying. But (laughs) I'm a very like, I care what people think. I've always been that way. I'll always be that way. And I don't care. Like, but yeah, I think over time people see your true colors. Yeah. Those around me that really know me didn't care about what was going on for a second. They were just like, this is absolute insanity. So it's not you at all. It's a reflection of you at all. But this is this situation you put yourself in when you go on, reality tv you can't control the outcome it's very much not in your hands you never know how something's going to be perceived you never know what someone's going to say or do after that was in that experience and you can't control that so i think it was really difficult but i'm so glad it happened Mm. because i've just i don't know it really shaped the way i am it really did it made me so strong i feel like there's nothing wow that i couldn't do right now like i I feel great about it but back then i was like I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. I want to go home and be a midwife again. I hate everything. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, did you ever get to a point where yeah. you were saying to yourself, I want my old life back. I just want to quit. I want to yeah. move back yeah. and just go back to where I was. hundred percent. But I also knew that that's like, it was so unrealistic because I'd just gone on these two big TV shows and I'm from a small town where oh, all yeah. the midwives watch these shows. I remember when yeah. they first came out and I had some of the midwives reaching out to me being like, oh my God. <laughs> Imagine me now in a hospital, just, just like <laughs> just on two reality dating TV shows, and I'm like delivering someone's baby. Oh, I feel like they just wouldn't take me serious. It would just make me feel bad for them. I'm like, no, trust me, I know what I'm doing. No, oh there's a show. <laughs> Literally, there oh, is a show. Gosh, but um, oh, I just thought like I had nowhere to go. As much as I wanted to go back to midwifery, I was like, it's so unrealistic. But I wish I was yeah. just there. I loved it so much, and. It was real and I got to be who I wanted to be and I got to support people and people saw the side of me that I wanted them to see. Yeah. And with reality TV, I just felt like they didn't. And I was like, yeah, this yeah. sucks because I'm not this person. Yeah. Yeah. During that like time, was there like boundaries with social media you had to put in place? Did you start like putting things in place like therapy or self-care things that helped you like through what that? got you through it yeah. you know, to where um, you are now, which sounds so super healthy. Yeah. I think my support system in my relationship wasn't the best, um, which was actually great because it made me rely on other things other than people to get mm. through that situation. So I had therapy. I started therapy was, was great. Like helped me see that there's more to life outside of this little thing that I feel is so large. Mm. So that was really helpful. I put a lot of like um, blocks in place for myself with social media. I had comment filters. I had, you know, I would remove people that were saying things about me so I wouldn't see it. I really just protected my mental health during that time. Now I'm, I've gotten rid of all of that. I don't care what I see. I'm fine. But therapy was great for me. And taking times away from social media was great for me because if I didn't see it, it didn't affect me. Yeah. So. Letting it, also realizing that things with like reality TV and just life in general, they peak so hard, but then they just fall. Yeah. So it feels so like you're never going to get through it when you're in the peak of it. Yeah. But then two weeks later, no one cares. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's like life goes on. And actually, even if they thought that I was capable of doing whatever that I was being accused of, it's really not that big a deal. Like people are human at the end of the day. Say I did do it. I'm a human. Like it's not like I never put myself on the pedestal that people put me on. Like I, I think what was really upsetting was people would say, which made me feel like I was letting them down the most, was that I knew you weren't this perfect person. I knew you weren't as amazing as I thought you were. And I was like, I never told you that I was. Yeah. yeah. But I am the way that you thought I was. In the, I'm that person that you saw. I'm like caring and I'm this and I'm all of that. But yeah. they just were like, they felt like betrayed. And mm-hmm. I felt like that was so sad because I'm like, I didn't even do it. I didn't betray you. <laughs> I didn't even I betray you. I love you. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I had to put a lot in place for myself. That's Therapy so good. being one, Netflix was great with that for me. They put that in place for me. So. Oh, they did? Thank you. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that they is. take a lot of care of you, your mental health. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. Because so, yeah. we have some other friends that are, have been on different reality shows that aren't Netflix shows and they yeah. have not been helped yeah. the best. So that's great to hear. Yeah. I love that. No, it was good. They were good with that. The second time around, <laughs> I feel like it was less so show and more personal, personal on you, but also more personal because it was like, you, like it was your relationship that, you know, you'd been mm-hmm. in. What was the difference there? You know, these, these boundaries and these things that you put into place the first kind of time it happened this time what was the difference between the two did you feel like you had like a good system in place or was it just completely different because it was it was actually like a personal thing yeah I think when it became a personal relationship with someone that I loved for a whole year wow and trusted for a whole year and was like one of the first people that I met um in LA like I I had a whole friend circle that based from that person and mm-hmm. all my experiences in LA were from that person like I trusted that person more than anything and I feel like when those things were said about me on multiple podcasts not just one yeah I knew I actually I knew that it would happen because I knew him better than everyone did mm-hmm. and I knew how he responded to pain breakups relationships previously I knew it wasn't the most mature thing. So you I, predicted it. I predicted it for sure. I told my team. My team were very aware. They wow. all knew what was going to happen. I was like, I went full psychic mode. I was yeah. like, this is going to happen. He's going to do a podcast with this one. He's going to do that, mm. that. He's going to say, I did this. They were like, you're actually insane. <laughs> like, how do you, yeah. how did you think of all those things? And I'm right. like, well, you wait. Yeah. <laughs> Everything happened. Wow. I even predicted a line that he said on a podcast with a specific person. He said something like, you lose them how you find them. And I said, all he has to do is not mention my name, go on a podcast and say something dumb, like you lose them how you find them. And the general population is going to go, oh my God, she cheated on him. And I knew it would be that simple and that subtle because he doesn't, he's very crafty with how he gets things out. He doesn't use names. He knows better than that, but he knows um, how to say things without saying them. And I think he does those things because for a lot of reasons, I know he loved me. I think he had a funny way of showing it towards the end, but I saw a lot in him that I don't think people will see. The and fact I that you're able of, to be nice. Uh, honestly, my mom always taught me that hurt people hurt people. Like yeah. she's always said that. And I see that. I feel pity for, I have broken wing syndrome 100%, which mm-hmm. is when you go for people like, 
You want to fix them. You want to help them. Yep. So I knew when I met him that there were things here that I was going to fix. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I think I let those overshadow my judgment for what is really love and what someone that really respects and cares about me would do mm. versus what they're going through in their pain. Because I think, you know, everyone's going to have issues. I'm not, I don't have a perfect upbringing, but I treat people a certain way and I deserve that as yeah. well. So I think I made too many excuses in that relationship that let it carry on to the point where it did, where he just said things about me that were untrue and joined that population. He knew it was the most hurtful thing he could have done because he saw firsthand the struggle and the pain I went through after that last TV show. And he thought, what is the one thing that I can do to add to this? Mm. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And he did. And it's sad, but you know what? I don't even care. Like if I saw him today, I'd be like, no hard feelings. Cause I don't hold, I, and it doesn't serve me to hold that kind of anger for someone. Like I genuinely want him to be happy. I want him to do well. I've never wanted him to do badly. I never told anyone. I never wanted to speak about the relationship when it ended. I just thought, you know what? I learned a lot. It's not for me. I wish him the best. But when it became public and I had to address things, I was like devastated. I was like, this is not me at all. I don't want to speak about this, but I have to. But now that it's done, I'm like, literally, if I saw him, I'll just be like, I hope you're well. Like I would hug him. I'd be normal. I don't carry that for anyone. I think people act a certain way for things they're going through. And I just think, yeah, it's sad for sure. I felt really betrayed by someone I really loved. Like I loved him so much. I overlooked so much in that relationship. It was crazy. And I I look back now and I'm like, what was wrong with me? (laughs) And now I'm like, I know exactly what I don't want. Yeah. (laughs) It taught me a lot, honestly. I grew a lot from it. So I actually don't carry any resentment. It taught me a lot. I'm going to meet someone that I know Mm. uh, will treat me a certain way. Yeah. But yeah, it's really sad. It is. I was really sad. I went through that whole pain again from that TV show, but 10 times harder because someone I loved was saying it. Yeah. It wasn't someone that I just briefly met on a TV show that didn't know anything about me, but wanted attention from a situation. It was like, this is real. Like I love this person for a year. I thought I knew this person and now they're saying these things about me and my family. Mm. That was so hurtful. My mom's very sensitive. Like, because she has bipolar, like she's very sensitive and she yeah. heard the things that were say, being said and she was like, I thought we were so lovely to him. Like I thought he knew we loved him and I'm like, he does. It's just not what's relevant right now. Yeah. Like you need to understand people yeah. say things for a reaction and I get that. Yeah. It yeah. sucks though. Yeah. That's oh. what I mean by I'm too naive. I'm too trusting. Like I have been that person for too long. Yeah. Well, you've, you've, come out of it and that just shows but mm. I do, I won't just want to say mm. I'm so sorry you had to go through that because you. just you know being with you for the amount of time we have like it's just it couldn't be more false like mm. you are so classy you are so full of love positivity respect um, you are exactly the person that we thought you were, <laughs> you know, so without knowing you, like, and oh, even, and even more you. so. So I'm sorry you had to go through that crap because it just couldn't be more false. You were one of the loveliest people we oh have had on this show. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's really sweet. Yeah. I second that. Oh, I love you guys. I wanted to say dating life are you in a do you feel like you're in a place now where you can trust or are you like you know 
just taking some time. And I have never like the best thing about me. My mom says this as well is I never let like previous relationships or situations like shut me off from opening up to other people. I'll still be as naive and whatever, but I just know I'll meet someone that will actually respect that. Yeah. And I've, I, I've, it's been a few months, like I think it's been like six months since my ex and I've done so much self-work on myself and I know exactly what I want and I've learned boundaries and I've learned things like that are so crucial to a relationship in the early parts and the whole way through. And I recently met this guy and he was just so respectful. I remember thinking like, what is going on? Like I've never experienced someone that is like really wants to see me do well, really like speaks nicely to me. And, you know, it just made me think like, I'm going to like, I'm going to meet the perfect person one day, like, and they won't be perfect, but I'm going to meet someone that is perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to respect these things about me that I didn't. And I'm going to trust everyone it takes to get to that point because um, I want to be happy. I want to be in a good relationship where I'm with someone that genuinely loves me. Like, I think I've never had that. Sadly, I've always kind of gone for people that, and this relates a lot to my childhood, my dad and things like that. But I've always gone for the people that I subconsciously know will not stay. Because I think it's some way I can prove to myself that my dad wasn't really there. And maybe if I get this one to stay, it'll fulfill that part of me that as a kid didn't mm-hmm. feel like I was good enough to make my dad be as present as I wanted him to be. I've realized that and I, I think it's changed what I'm attracted to. So I'm really excited to see what that ha- like that brings for me. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of deep stuff that I'm learning about myself, but it's helpful. So like, I'm 27. Like I think... I've gone through now the like the the trials of relationships, like yeah. and now I know exactly what I want, I don't want, and all of that led me here. Yeah. yeah. So it's as as sad as it is, it's also a good thing. Like I learn a lot. And yeah. I'll find someone that respects that stuff yeah. that I haven't had. Yeah. The respect is sure like will. the biggest yeah. thing. I think I think once you're like in a secure relationship that has respect you don't like realize what respect in relationships mean yeah. until then and i never had that until i started dating taylor and to this day mm. i'll be like what's your favorite thing about me I'm like that you respect me That's and so like nice. it's such like a shift mm. in a relationship like he does want the best it's like obviously like i've dated people that wanted me to succeed not that they haven't wanted me to but it's just like a different way of how you approach me mm. and my feelings and my career and everything. I love it's, that. Yeah, it changes everything. Yeah, it's such like a shift yeah. in it. In because like, at, at the end of the day, you know, whatever you're going through, whatever you're yeah. arguing about, at the end of the day, respect for that person, the true love yeah. and respect for that person is going to override, is going to overrule whatever the, you know, the problem is. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I never had that in every other relationship if I was ever going through something I didn't have that person to rely on. If I brought it up, it was a burden. Or if I was always that for them, yeah. but they were never that for me. Yeah. They never wanted me to do well. As much as like, that sounds horrible, like it was evident. They weren't like, it was threatening or it was this. Like I was, I would want nothing more than to see them like succeed and thrive and have like the best things going for them. But I just never felt like 
I got that from them. So I want someone that respects and supports that for me too because then I will will do it. Like otherwise I won't. I'll stop myself. Yeah. Yeah, That's not going to work if it's not reciprocated. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. You deserve it. What's next for you? Um, what, what are the what are the plans coming up for you? I mean, late, like recently, I tried something really fun that oh. I never thought I would. I I did a little acting in this short film. Ooh. And it was really scary. I had to have like a, a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> oh, wow. It's crazy. I know. Jeez. I was so nervous. I are had you like, good at accents? I'm pretty good at that, <gasps> yeah. I feel like Australian people are yeah. just so good at <laughs> Our friends accents. are really good at accents. They can do anything. I like, I hate when people ask me on the spot, so don't do that. Please, no, <laughs> no I, I wouldn't do it to you. <laughs> but I, I'm actually really good if I just like slightly throw it out there. I can wow. do like Valley Girl accent. I can do a pretty good um, Brooklyn accent. Wow. Um, I just feel like I'm really good at hearing and repeating things. I yeah. don't know what that is in me, but like I'm very good with lyrics. I remember lyrics. I remember a lot of sounds really well. So if someone s- speaks in an accent, I can mimic it really well if I hear it. Wow. But um, yeah, it was really scary, this acting. I had to be such a different version of me. Like I had to go into this like aggressive character. Like she's like, you know, she's a tough girl. She's like, it was really scary because I'm like very shy. and like yeah. I'm not shy, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm too like, all the time and this girl was like angry and like serious and like violent and like would had a Brooklyn say, accent would you say she's bogan she's a little bogan she's a little I'm bogan. not gonna lie okay <laughs> how many times can Taylor say that word in this episode he really wants to bogan. word of the week bogan <laughs> should be the title of our episode <laughs> literally but yeah I, no, I think that. honestly I pulled I pulled it off somehow I was terrified like came down to the day and I was like I don't think I can do this like I'm so scared and then in the moment, something just happened and I feel like I did it pretty well. So I'm excited to see what that brings for me. Like even just, I don't know, it brought me a lot of confidence in that anyway. I feel like because I played that role and it was so different to me, there's like, I'm not scared to do anything. I'm like, mm. no. it just took so much, you know, fear away from me because I've just never thought I'd do something like that and really do wow. it good. And I was proud of myself. So yeah. I want to see where that takes me, but I also would love to have a podcast, honestly. Yes. I love talking to people. I love, you know, doing this. You it's would fun. be terrific. Thank yeah. you. Oh my gosh, you're <laughs> meant for this. Yeah. Oh, I would love it. I just think it would be the funnest thing ever. So I really want to look into that like logistically and okay. see where that takes me. I, I vote yes to that. <laughs> yeah, I can hear that You guys statement. can come on my podcast. <gasps> done and done. <laughs> Yes. Done. He's so fun. But yeah, at the moment, just that kind of stuff. I love it. And I, yeah, I want to start something like uh, brand wise for myself as well. But I want to focus on the podcast. It's more like, I think it'll be able, it's a way I can give back to my audience, show them more of me. And that's what I'm more excited to do. So Mm. I'm focusing on that. Well, that's that. why we wanted to have you on today because we think that people don't know enough yeah. about you and who you are. And that's a crying shame um, because you're a wonderful person and Thank we you. just feel so lucky to have you with us oh today. We really appreciate it. <laughs> you're too nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you guys. I've had like, the you. best time. You're so easy to talk to too. Yeah, you're not difficult (laughs) as well. Likewise, (laughs) same, 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 same. 
thank you so much for squeezing us into your day. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow our pod and check out full episodes on YouTube. You can follow me at Taylor Lautner, my lovely wife at Tay Lautner. Check out The Squeeze on Instagram at The Squeeze. And also give a give a little uh, glance and a follow to Lemons by Tay. That's at Lemons by Tay on Instagram and Lemons by Tay dot com. And also be sure to email us lautner.thesqueezepodcast at gmail.com if you guys have any questions, any guests you'd like to see. We've gotten some interesting emails so far, which has been awesome. But most importantly, please continue to talk about your journey with those around you and send our show to a friend that you think could use a little extra squeeze in their life. Absolutely. Toodles magoodles, everyone. Magoodles. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.